The views and opinions expressed by any hosts or guests of WJMS Radio do not reflect the beliefs of its owners or associates. No liability, explicit or implied, shall be extended to WJMS Radio or the show hosts whose words, advice, and or opinions appear from or on our website or on air. Stay tuned. You're listening to The Speaker Box on WJMS Radio, radio reimagined. Welcome back to WJMS Speaks. My name is Milena Johnson, and I am a music intern with WJMS Radio. Today, I will be talking about the unfairness in online streaming pay for artists and how artists can't rely on streaming as an income, even when they have tens of thousands of streams every month on multiple streaming platforms. Here are a couple of facts and numbers to start out with. A pay per stream is typically between 0.0031 cents and 0.00437 cents, which is absolutely ridiculous considering that is less than even half a penny. Spotify, on the other hand, pays between $3 to $5 per 1,000 streams, which is still not a lot. Although the recorded music industry has been consecutively growing each year, streaming royalties will never pay the bills for independent artists. Even big-time artists don't rely heavily on the income of online and radio streaming anymore. Artist rights groups and campaigns, such as the Broken Record campaign, have reached out and created impact statements to online streaming platforms about their concerns for the amount of pay artists receive. There are many streaming platforms out there, but let's discuss one of the major ones. Everybody knows Spotify. Spotify should pay artists more is a good rallying call, but it's not a solution until you address the question of how. First of all, Spotify doesn't pay musicians. Spotify doesn't pay artists or songwriters directly. It pays the labels, distributors, publishers, and collecting societies, and then they pay the musicians. It's a crucial point, and only partly because musicians' streaming earnings depend on the contracts and calculation processes of those rights holders and royalty collectors. It's also important because many of the changes that might boost those earnings require the agreement of these companies before they can happen. Secondly, Spotify doesn't pay per stream. This is really important. Spotify can't triple the amount of pays per stream because that's not how it pays out. Instead, it has a royalties pool, often described as 70% of its revenues, although it's closer to 65% that it pays out based on the share of streams of its service. You can turn that into a per stream rate as an artist by dividing your royalties by your number of streams. That's why you'll see these figures in the press based on data that an artist or label has shared with them. These are post payout calculations. I previously mentioned that the paper stream is less than half a penny. But Spotify doesn't pay out that less than half a penny per stream, so it can't suddenly decide to triple that to, say, a penny and a quarter. To triple its payouts, it will either have to triple the percentage of its revenues that it pays out or triple the size of the royalty pools itself. It's all about the pool and how it's divided. This is the key question to focus on, how Spotify can increase the size of its royalties pool. It's been happening naturally, of course, as Spotify's revenues have grown each year, But for the purposes of this debate, I'm talking about other ways to increase it. The debate is also about whether there are ways to divide that royalties pool that are fairer for musicians and artists 
both before the money leaves Spotify and after it arrives at their rights holders. There was a union of musicians that came together to create a campaign called Justice at Spotify, demanding that the streaming company stop underpaying, misleading, and exploiting artists for financial gain. Among their demands is that Spotify pay artists a minimum of one cent per stream. Justice for Spotify says the current system not only limits the ability for independent artists to generate streaming revenue, but also acts as a de facto payola system, where major label acts are favored by both editorial and algorithmic playlists. Spotify should not be in the businesses of selling artists access to their own fan base. Spotify must publicly reveal where existing payola is occurring and then stop systems of paid access that make an already unequal platform even more imbalanced. Finally, they ask that Spotify not treat musicians as the enemy via antagonistic comments or legal battles over songwriter royalties. Justice campaigners stated, We demand that Spotify ends these battles and pledges not to fight artists, songwriters, and other music workers in the future. Spotify should be fighting for the artists who built it, instead of further undercutting our economic well-being. In August of 2019, Spotify CEO Daniel Ek, who Forbes estimated to be worth $4.3 billion, suggested that artists complaining about streaming revenue were simply not trying hard enough. Nice try. And Marilee needed to continually churn out new music. He told a music journalist at Music Alley, the artists today that are making it realize that it's about creating a continuous engagement with their fans. It is about putting the work in, about the storytelling around the album, and about keeping a continuous dialogue with your fans. I feel really that the ones that aren't doing well in streaming are predominantly people who want to release music the way it used to be released. The demands have been co-signed by more than 10,000 musicians and industry workers within the first 48 hours of the campaign's launch. Since launching in 2008, Spotify has ran at a loss each financial year. As the Swedish company focuses on growth above profitability, but that margin is closing and share prices are currently soaring as the company floats through COVID-19 relatively unscathed financially. Thanks partially to a push into acquiring platform-unique podcasts such as the one you're listening to now. Due to the lack of pay to artists from these online streaming companies, there have been a lot of major artists who have refused to put their content on specific sites. Taylor Swift was one of many artists who pulled her music from Spotify. When she released her album 1989 in 2012, she initially held off on allowing Spotify to stream the album. She explained her problem with music streaming services with a Wall Street journalist saying, In my opinion, the value of an album is, and will continue to be, based on the amount of heart and soul an artist has bled into a body of work, and the financial value that artists and their labels place on their music when it goes out into the marketplace. Piracy, file sharing, and streaming have shrunk the number of paid album sales drastically and every artist has handled this blow differently. She also argued in her piece that free or virtually free songs are at odds with what music really means. Music is art, and art is important and rare. Important, rare things are valuable. Valuable things should be paid for. It's my opinion that music should not be free, and my prediction is that individual artists and their labels will someday decide what an album's price point is. I hope they don't underestimate themselves or undervalue their art. It's a small per-stream royalty, but for someone like Swift, a one cent per stream model would likely rack in millions. 
Spotify has said that an unnamed but real-life artist was earning $425,000 per month in royalties for a global hit album, a category likely containing 1989. Additionally, over 70% of Spotify's revenue goes to rights holders like the record label, publisher, and distributor. Other factors also make Spotify a lucrative opportunity for someone like Taylor Swift. An artist's popularity on Spotify is also one of the major metrics in how payout is calculated, and it's no secret that Taylor Swift is a huge traffic driver. Her single Shake It Off was number one on Spotify. It's likely Spotify's charts would have looked a lot more like the ones on iTunes if 1989 was available there. Swift's payout would also increase alongside Spotify's revenue, and advertisers probably would have paid pretty large premiums to tap into Taylor Swift's streaming audience. Here's a simple mathematical breakdown to how much an artist is paid. You take Spotify monthly revenue, multiply that by the artist Spotify streams, divided by total Spotify streams, multiply that by 70% to master and publishing owners, then multiply that finally by the artist royalties rate, and then you get the artist's payout amount. Spotify has made clear not only to Taylor Swift but to all artists that despite how little money artists make per stream compared to per album profits, it believes there is still value in its model. They recently said, We personally view per stream metrics as a highly flawed indication of our value to artists. We believe, however, that our service and the lives of artists will both be best if the world's music fans enjoy more music than ever before in a legal paid manner. Still, it's obvious that not even the promise of millions is enough to seal a deal with Taylor Swift, who's calling for artists to reject services that devalue their work through low payouts. Other artists have taken similar actions, including musicians like American rock duo The Black Keys, who have spoken out against the small royalties paid by streaming services. Meanwhile, some artists like Coldplay choose to stagger their album's streaming release in order to encourage listeners to buy or download the album before it's available for streaming. No one denies the need for artists to make a livable wage. If the COVID-19 pandemic has taught us anything, it's that musicians can't rely on tour revenue to stay afloat. Fans are often encouraged to buy music because it helps more than streaming. But who amongst us listens to physical media regularly? Opening Spotify on our phone or computer is easy, and more often than not, the easiest method of consumption is the one consumers prefer. The per stream royalty rate at Spotify is mystery. Visit 10 websites claiming to know the exact amount offered to musicians, and you're likely to find 10 different answers, each more worrisome than the last. The reason for the confusion is in the math. Spotify doesn't pay a flat rate per stream. Major labels and artists in a position to negotiate may get one price, but people using distribution platforms, which accounts for the vast majority of musicians on the platform, get another. The streaming company also factors in the total amount of plays on the platform and a specific time frame against how many streams an artist receives during that time. So getting 100 plays in quarter one of 2020 could easily prove more or less valuable than 100 plays in quarter two. The two biggest factors, however, are listener type and location. Streams from premium users pay more than streams from listeners using the platform's ad-supported tier. For example, streams from the United States pay more than streams from India because subscription rates and advertising levels are comparatively higher in the U.S. Of course, Spotify doesn't offer data related to the rates in each region or how payouts for streams from premium users compare to payouts from those using the ad-support free tier. Musicians, labels, and industry analysts often say they should, but Spotify has no reason to do so unless forced. 
After gaining access to streaming payouts from multiple indie artists over the last six months, we found that Spotify is paying an average between 0.003 and 0.005, one-third of a penny to one-half of a penny per stream. Again, that number is likely higher for artists on major labels and other industry companies who have unique deals with a streaming giant. In some cases, that number could be smaller. For example, premium subscribers from Indonesia pay roughly $3.51 per month for the service. So streams from that region earn less for musicians than streams from Denmark, where people spend more than $14 per month. To put that figure into perspective, let's consider that the minimum wage in the United States is defined at the federal level as being $7.25 an hour, which amounts to an annual salary of around $15,080.40 when based on a full-time 40-hour work week. With an average payout of 0.004 cents per stream, solo artists need 3,770,100 Spotify streams to earn that amount. That figure is much higher for groups, especially when you factor in label splits, songwriter payouts, and management cuts. The question now is what can we do? Streaming is here to stay, and even though growth may be slowing in certain regions, the fact remains that we now live in a digital world of on-demand listening that won't be reverting to physical media consumption for anything less than an act of God. Artists wishing for better pay need to band together, not just on a national level, but internationally as well. The problem with streaming royalties affects musicians from all walks of life in every style of music. Just 10% of artist accounts for more than three-fourths of the total payouts, which means most creatives are earning next to nothing. That cannot continue, or at least it should not. As a consequence, streaming isn't just changing consumption habits, but how people write music altogether, with songs becoming shorter and shorter, for instance. The independent distributor CD Baby's DIY Musician blog suggests that if musicians want to optimize their music for the streaming age, they might want to explore changing the structure of their song to have the chorus hit listeners' ears first. NYU journalist Liz Pelly stated, We're in this moment where artists on every level are expected to think this way, that in the past would have been a way of thinking that artists that are going to be on the top 40 radio. And now all artists are expected to be beholden to the mechanisms of pop music in a sense. The idea that one platform could ever serve all artists is something to really be scrutinized. Alternatives have emerged that can perhaps offer a more equitable path to those whose livelihoods depend on it. As listeners, we have agency. And I think platforms like Spotify and other streaming services are really banking on people's requirements of everything being super convenient. Pelly says, but being fans of independent music has not historically been a super convenient thing. And if we can forego a little bit of convenience to support economies that are a little bit more equitable for independent artists and artists in general, that's something that we should keep in mind. In recent years, other modes, including user-centric and stream-to-own models, have become a bigger part of the conversation. One alternative streaming service that's emerged in recent years, Resonant, functions on a stream-to-own model with transparency in mind. Unimpressed by his experience trying to use other services as an artist, musician Peter Harris started the Berlin-based company in 2015. It works by splitting the cost of a digital download into several streams. After listening to a song nine times, paying a small amount that slightly increases with each listen, then the person owns it. The company is a co-op, so everyone from listeners to artists has a say in profits and decision-making. 
According to their website, Resonate says they will share any of all profits with consumers, listeners, and workers, musicians, labels, staff, and volunteer contributors. Members will be able to trade their profits for more streams and downloads and or withdrawal as cash. Resonant notes that they pay 0.006 cents per stream, falling on the high end of what current streaming services reportedly pay out. There's also a sliding scale where you can see the estimated profit you might make as an artist through it. Advocates also point to Bandcamp as an alternative model that's beloved by the people who use it. On it, artists and their labels can directly upload their songs and fans directly support artists they love, follow their work, and post gushing odes about their favorite tracks. Unlike Spotify and Apple Music, the service not only enables listeners to stream songs, but also allows both artists to set the price for their work and listeners to name a price to own the songs. It has an editorial arm, Bandcamp Daily, where music fanatics dish about under-the-radar artists and scenes on Bandcamp, flourishing around the world, and newsletters that keep you abreast about what your favorite labels just released, and digital tracks and vinyl records that your friends have been into lately. If you're an artist looking to release music onto online streaming platforms, it is always a good idea to do your research on what the payout rates currently are. I also highly recommend finding a way to advocate for yourself and other artists who are affected by unfair streaming pay. Thank you so much for tuning in today. This is Milena Johnson, and you're listening to WJMS Radio, Radio Reimagined. WJMS Radio. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Far too kind. See, we keeps it real. We always gonna keep it real. You can't knock what's real, you know what I'm saying? We telling the truth, man.